Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast, my friend. I hope that you are doing so beautiful in this July heat. How is our summer so far? How are we doing? Today, we have a really fun solo podcast episode where we're going to talk about our support systems in recovery and in healing. And the question is, do we need support when we are healing? And we may think this question is obvious, but it is not always. I'm really excited to dig in with you and talk a little bit more about that. Before I get into today's podcast, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. Number one, we do have an upcoming low-cost workshop happening this Friday, July 14th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So if you are listening to this podcast as it's coming out, be sure to join us. It's going to be a $10 workshop on communication. And we'll talk a lot about communication during this podcast episode, but the ability to communicate with our loved ones to get the support that we need, especially in recovery, can be life-changing, right? Like our ability to engage our support system in ways that is helpful life-changing. So if you want to learn more about communication and how you can strengthen your relationship, you're going to want to join us this Friday with our social worker, Julie Burnett, who's going to be facilitating this low-cost workshop. So if you are interested, you can go to thebalancepractice.com forward slash LC workshop. And if you are a current client of The Balance Practice, you access these workshops for free. So check your emails. You're going to get the invite. It's going to be a good, good time. Now, the other thing that I wanted to connect on is just wanting to give you a quick like life update. Um, I have been, I feel like in my cocoon age, I don't know how to say it any differently, but I feel like in the last, I don't know, six months, there's been a lot of introspection on my end. There's just been a lot of like slowing down, but also like systematizing and changing and there's been quite a lot of change at the practice too in the last six months I would say and I feel like I'm slowly coming out of my cocoon (laughs) which is kind of good but I really I mean this year my big word was like play and maintenance like I just wanted to have more fun in life and not necessarily aim for more growth necessarily Um, but just being able to maintain. And this happened because of my own mental health, like very much feeling burnt out, very much feeling, um, you know, like life was passing me by so fast 
And I'm so focused on the balance practice because it is not only my baby, but also like the mission that drives me is like so big that like I just feel like this energizer bunny just wanting to get all of the things done all the time. <laughs> and you know, if you don't know, like the balance practice is um, a group practice and we are on a big mission to eradicate eating disorders and prove the power of healing. Like we really believe that when people heal, um, heal people, heal other people. And I think the impact just becomes so big. Um, but that being said, I did definitely find myself in the past, I will say in the past year, just like feeling like it's just a lot, you know, and I put a lot of pressure on my shoulders and I just want things to go a certain way, which I'm like learning now. It's kind of similar to, you know, diet culture, like diet culture and hustle culture are very, very, very similar. And I find myself sometimes, you know, succumbing to the pressure of hustle culture and wanting to do more and be more active on social media and do more podcasts and do more blogging and do all of the things that we got to do to like remain relevant in this world. And I really got to a point where I was like, okay, we're going to pause. We're going to check in. We're going to see what we want to do. We're going to see how we want the practice to run. We're going to see how we best support our clients and the things that we want to do. And I feel like I'm finally coming to this place where I'm like, wow, okay. Like I feel really connected to the practice. I have a big vision for where we're going, but I also feel very okay with taking our time to get there and actually slowing down so we can like, you know, grow our roots a lot deeper and being able to just continue to do the work that we do for the next many, many, many years. And I wanted to share that because I feel like, you know, with diet culture, I think it's very similar that when we're wanting to heal and wanting to be to the other side, we want to do it yesterday. You know, like once you've made the decision that you no longer want to diet, once you're ready to do this work or you're ready to recover from your eating disorder, we're like, all right, like I want to be recovered now. <laughs> like I'm ready to live my recovered life now. And I think, again, social media doesn't really help us in this case because we show like stories of like this person recovered in a month and a half and like within this 10 week program, do blah, 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 blah. And like there's all these pressures to be healed, right? And be at that destination. But I want to invite us to just reflect on that more and just really think about like what if the process of healing was slower, and what if it's a continuous journey and not a destination that we take, right? I had to have that thing with my business where I was like, what if success is not a destination, but it's just a way of being every day and the things that I get to do? I feel like healing can be such a parallel to that, right? That like, there's not one thing, but it's how we continuously show up, but also allowing ourselves, right? Like the truth is that, Diet culture runs deep, real, real deep. And we need to take the time to unroot, right? All those beliefs that we've had and then get back to a place where we can start planting new seeds and growing those seeds and taking the time to water and nurture and give it sun and do all the things, right? So that's my little spiel at the beginning of this podcast, giving yourself time, time to heal, time to recover, time to achieve your goal, 
live in the meantime. You know, like I think, oh, and I know I'm going on all these tangents, but I feel like living in the process is what life is. <laughs> you know, like I think we're all so busy trying to reach a new destination, new goals, new things. Like, but really like life happens in between those moments. Because truthfully, what happens is that once you're healed, now you're like, all right, now that I've healed my relationship with food, I want to heal my relationship with my body. Now that I've healed my relationship with my body, I want to heal my relationship with sports. Now I want to do this and I want to do that. And now that I've done all of this, I want to, you know, whatever. Like there's always a new goal. So I really have this new belief that I'm anchoring that life happens in the process of things. Like it it doesn't happen at the destination. It's, it's happening now. So what if the process can be more enjoyable? Like, what if we actually get to enjoy, you know, the healing journey? What would that be like for you? Right? And this leads me into today's podcast topic that I wanted to connect with you on. And it's this idea of getting support. And is support necessary in the healing and recovery journey? The answer is yes and no both and. And I'm going to kind of unpack it with you. And the reason that I say yes and no is because you're going to see that this this answer is pretty nuanced because it is depending on you, your situation, where you are at, and also like where we are on the eating spectrum. Right. So if you want to go back to a couple episodes back, we talked about the eating spectrum to kind of start identifying where we are. And we know that the level of support will change depending on where we are on the eating spectrum. All right. But let's talk a little bit about support and the benefits of getting support in your healing journey. I am a big believer that our environment has a huge impact on our healing process and journey. And which is why like in the balance program, like we spend time talking about the environment and setting our environment for success and really understanding the systems around us and how those either support or um, and, or, um, hinder us basically. And that being said, our support system is part of the environment around us, right? Um, I really love this idea of, you know, when we compare kind of our healing journey to like plants. I don't know why like plants and like imagery of plants really help me understand the journey quite well. And this idea that like, you know, like you can plant a seed and, you know, we expect the flower to grow and we want the flower to grow. But when we plant a seed, we will take into account the soil that it's in right? And the soil is our environment. So we can imagine if the soil is poor or not um, not supportive of growth, how difficult it's going to be for the flower to grow. Does that mean that the flower cannot grow? No. You know, there's some flowers who grow in clay. <laughs> is it difficult? Yes. Does it probably take more time? Probably, yes. Um, but it's doable, But when we look at the environment that we're in and the support that we have, the same way that we can look at this like very healthy, rich soil that can support the growth of our flower, we can see the impact that it will have on the growth, right? Our environment will almost act like as a catalysis. Catalysis? Catalyst. Catalyst is the word. 
my French is really coming out today, but it's going to act as a catalyst to our growth or it can hinder our growth too. So I really do believe that having a support system that can help you through your own healing and recovery journey is really, really important. Um, We know that, you know, healing and recovery are not easy things. When you are deciding to make peace with food and your body and opting out of diet culture and saying bye to your eating disorder, you're asking yourself to do something extremely difficult, right? It's something you can do. It's hard and you can do hard things, but it is something that's difficult. So I like to see it as, you know, when we can engage our support system it helps us make the process more enjoyable and it helps us engage in the the healing behaviors um, at a higher frequency, which can help with the time spent in recovery, right? So if we can imagine that if we have people supporting us in um, the journey that we are in most likely able to engage in the behaviors that are supportive for our, for us more easily, right? And that's truly what we want, right? Like we want our support system to help us in engaging in those behaviors. Now, the other part that I want to mention, and the reason that I believe that your support system is extremely important in your healing and recovery, um, is that both in disordered eating and eating disorder, we know that there is quite a lot of shame involved, right? Um, And shame is a very big emotion and can be a very difficult emotion to hold. And shame will often lead us into isolation, right? And we know that something that can help with reducing the the shame is actually connection, right? We think about like self-compassion, kindness, but also connection and a sense of common humanity with other human beings. So engaging in your support system can really help reduce the isolation, reduce the shame that we feel, which again, really helps us engage in those recovery behaviors that we want to have. Now, I also believe that sometimes our support system can be also triggering to us, (laughs) right? And like, let me know if you can relate to this, but I know for me and in my own recovery, um, Although my family was my support system, there was a lot of things said and done that actually were quite triggering and were actually impairing my ability to recover. And I think this is also important to name because when we can engage our support system, we are able to communicate those things, right? I really also believe and want to believe that most people have good intentions, right? And your family, your friends probably want to see you happy right? That's a good assumption to have. And if they say or do things that are hindering your your healing, your progress, your recovery, I would assume that that is not their intention. But if they don't know better, they cannot do better. So in the, when we think about engaging our support systems, it can also be just in the way of like setting boundaries and sharing what helps and what doesn't help and being able to create environments that are safer for you to recover in. And I see this oftentimes with the folks inside the balance practice. Like we often talk about, you know, the partners, the friends, the family members and things that they say, things that they do and how we can really facilitate those conversations better, 
right? Because imagine if, you know, your loved ones didn't say the things that are triggering to you because they understood the impact. Like how different would that be for you? I remember for me, like, first of all, setting boundaries is hard. (laughs) It's hard for people pleasers like me. Um, And I'm sure that a lot of you can also relate to this. But I remember that before I set boundaries with certain family members, seeing them felt very, very draining because I felt like my nervous system was always activated. Like I was just waiting for them to say something. And if they said something, I was like, first of all, knew you were going to say that. But then I felt triggered. And if they didn't say something, I still spend the whole time just kind of waiting for them to say something because I thought they would, right? And just kind of like anticipating it. So it wasn't really helpful. It wasn't really helpful for that relationship to go anywhere because it just wasn't good. Um, After setting a boundary and kind of explaining, um, you know, my needs, my wants, what I, you know, the things that are helpful and unhelpful, um, the relationship was able to completely change because I felt safer. I didn't feel like I needed to analyze for threat the whole time I was there and just like anticipate hurt. I was able to just be. And I think that's really the power of being able to communicate effectively with our support systems, right? And strengthen those relationships. Because once those relationships are, you know, stronger, then they get to show up for you more and you get to show up for them more, right? It just creates better bonds. And as social beings, like we really thrive off that. So I do think it has a huge impact on our recovery and healing when we get to engage our loved ones. Right. So just a quick recap of engaging with our loved ones is going to be extremely helpful because one, it sets up our environment for success and can make the environment feel safer. Um, We can feel more connected with our loved ones and less isolated in the shame that can occur from having a difficult relationship with food and our body. Um, And then that piece of, again, like the safeness with the relationship when we're able to like set boundaries and explain our needs, like it really helps when we advocate with for with for ourselves, with our loved ones to be able to, um, you know, have deeper connections, which I also believe that just having deep connections is helpful for recovery, right? And healing when we have, um, you know, a support system that can also be used as a way, you know, like if we need to cope and we need to vent or we need support and like we don't need to get back to our eating disorder symptoms because we have those maybe strong relationships that are also able to support, like it just really starts drowning out the eating disorder and it starts to drown out like our disordered eating behaviors, right? Because we start now building this whole toolbox and this whole life outside of the eating disorder and disordered eating that can be extremely, extremely helpful, right? Um, now, the reason that I said no is also not needed, right? My answer for if do we need support is yes and no. So yes, most of the time I do believe it's extremely helpful. And again, I do think that like being able to learn to communicate with your loved ones is a invaluable skill. Um, and then quick shameless plug, if you want to come to the, the low cost workshop uh, this Friday, we are talking exactly about that. We're talking about communicating with our loved ones and strengthening those relationships. So uh, if you want to learn more about communication, you can go to www.thebalancepractice.com for slash LC workshop for low cost. It's $10. We'll see you Friday. It's going to be great. Um, but sometimes it's no, right? Like, and again, this will depend on where we are on the eating spectrum. 
Um, but support is not always needed. Again, with the nuance that I think it's always better if we can, um, but sometimes it's not, right? Like if we don't have maybe um, folks in our life who understand what we are doing or folks who are supportive of our journey, um, then engaging with them might not be the support that we need. And at that time, no, it's probably better not to have that type of support. Right at that time, we may want to look for support elsewhere, like in communities and groups and, you know, providers like other folks that can actually give you support without being your loved ones. Right. And um, also, I want to say that sometimes it's not, again, always accessible um, or we may not actually just have, you know, a support system in place currently. So it may not be like, you know, you may be thinking about like, oh no, but I don't know who to rely on. I don't have anybody to rely on. And I don't want you to believe that you won't be able to heal or recover. You're definitely going to be able to, but building your support system is definitely going to be something we'll want to think about, right? So whether that is like siblings, loved ones, family, or maybe online communities, like it doesn't need to be, you know, a partner or family or friends, like it can be outside of that too, but I do believe that there is power in that regardless, right? Like that community piece, that supportive piece. Um, this is a really uh, personal topic for me because I remember in my own recovery, I was definitely someone who was like, I'll do it all on my own. I don't care. Like I have to do it by myself. No one's there to support me. I don't need anyone. Like asking for help is weak. Like that was definitely my mentality in the past, which has changed greatly, thank God. Um, so I totally understand that it can be so difficult to reach out for support, but to, to be honest, like that kept me stuck longer in my eating disorder, right? And it was probably part of the eating disorder if I'm, if I'm being truly honest. Um, but it is something, you know, that when we think about the full recovery, like engaging in support is so beneficial and it is definitely something that we'll think about, like, how can we engage with a support system? So on that note, like the, the big message I want to have today is that yes, having a support system is definitely beneficial. Um, it doesn't need to be needed. Again, it's very nuanced depending on where you are on the eating spectrum. The, the louder the ED is, the more support we typically require. Um, and if it's not your family or loved ones, like we can create supports in other ways, right? Um, but you are not an island, my friend. You reaching out for support can actually be one of the most healing thing you do in your own journey. Um, it's actually really interesting, even at the balance practice, like we are starting to are adding more services and changing the way we do things a little bit by adding more group and community support. So we started, when I started five years ago now, it was all like one-on-one -on -one work with me and I would engage the families and do all of these things. But what we found is that the more that there's support outside of one-on-one -on -one sessions, the better our clients did. So we are really looking to have a model that is like hybrid, that includes one-on-one -on -one as well as group. Because we do believe the power of community, the power of group, the power of support is honestly huge in the recovery and healing and even maintaining, right? Like once we've done the work to heal, like how do we maintain it? How do we just continue to live a life of being intuitive eaters and at peace with our body and just kind of move on? 
So we'll see, like, or you will see <laughs> uh, in the next coming month, like we just have like more group stuff coming on um, board because we do believe that that's the way to go. Um, and right now, if you want to join a group, we do have the Bounce program that will reopen doors at the end of the summer. Um, so you can definitely get on the wait list for the Bounce program, which is the six month program that is designed to help you heal your relationship with food in your body in a group setting which again, I believe is the most powerful place to be. Um, and then when it comes to, if you have an eating disorder, we are also restarting the eating disorder groups starting in September. And we have changed the way we do it a little bit. There's gonna be more information on that in the next couple of weeks, but it's gonna be good. It's going to be really, really good. At the end of the day, my friend, you deserve support and engaging your loved ones, although can be really hard to ask for help, you do deserve that help. And if you need help in learning how to communicate or how to be more efficient with your words and just, you know, really meet your needs in a way that feels good for you, feels good for them, you're gonna wanna join us in our low cost workshop on Friday. And I hope to see you there. It's going to be a great workshop. On that note, my friends, I will catch you next week in the next episode.